me, amigo. Yo, nice uh, robe. Ah. Gracias. That took you way too long. Tuesday podcast episode 338. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here is the string cheese incident of podcasting, <laughs> Tyler Dryblade. <laughs> oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to another uh, dairy full edition of Bruce Day Tuesday. Actually, is anybody drinking like a milk stout or anything? That'd be so, so coincidental. Uh, and I was close. Ah, I kind of, uh, sort of am. Okay, well, we're going to be talking about beers filled with other weird things, saving some money, and perhaps making big moves. And if you haven't already guessed, we're talking about it with Boris. Hey, Boris. Hello. Have How's a lactose-filled day, everybody. <laughs> Every day is a lactose-filled day for Sam, living in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, cheese land. Land o' cheese. Is it true that the cheese sprouts like wildflower out there? Okay. Yes, and it is good <laughs> that that happens. Am I doing it? I, I've, I'm taking a course. I do like when people ask me, like, oh, you lived in Wisconsin. What was that like? I'm like, well, the, the stereotypes about Wisconsin are like there's cheese and beer everywhere, and they're both very, very true. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the premise of this show, at least this episode with the lactose. So what kind of delicious beer do you have, Boris? I have found uh, Exhibit A Brewing Company Briefcase Porter. Uh, This is a newish brewery out of Massachusetts. I believe I have had another of their beers on the show before, so we know and love them. This is a... Obviously, it's a porter. It really doesn't say anything else about the beer itself. There's some weird, like taglines on the can that say like you know uh my business papers and stuff <laughs> and uh 5.4 percent abv and that's about all i can tell you right now what are they what business are they supposed to be implying something that i'm not getting is it a reference that i don't briefcase, understand it's called briefcase porter and then it has this weird quote that is allegedly by the dude let me read it because i think i can't show it very well it just says another delicious porter by matthew steinberg uh, and that's a quote attributed to the dude. <laughs> okay. I've seen so, the Big Lebowski like once or twice, so maybe someone else can tell me if that's like a super deep cut from that movie. It but... probably is. I've I've seen it about the same amount of times, and uh... I mean, the dude is based on an actual individual, so maybe the real life man said this. He said, another delicious porter by Matthew Steinberg. And that was, like, uh, (laughs) profound enough that they were like, wow, we got to put that on our can. I guess. And then they got it tattooed on their butts. Yes, and that'll never come (laughs) off, man. Like, you got your laser some shit in there. Yes, and it was good that they did that. (laughs) Yeah, well, so I said I almost got a milk stout because it's been been real wintry over here. It's been, like, cold and dark and snowy. Uh, so I was thinking about getting like a, a hardcore stout, but then I thought, eh, I don't like milk stouts that much. Then you thought the dude thought this was a great beer, 
And you right. So I saw this mysterious can and thought I had to have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my first thoughts are, there's not that much going on. This is a real light, light beer. It's kind of toasty. It's got a little, little roasty malts in there, which a porter should have. Um, definitely not as like thick as a stout. It's still pretty, pretty light in the mouthfeel department. I don't love it. It's like honestly just a little burnt, um, mm. with not much, not much heft behind it. Yeah, that is a classic pitfall of porters. Right. So we'll see. We'll see how this opens up as we as we progress. All right. You mentioned uh, how you considered getting like a real intense stout, and that's what I have. Oh, okay. Well, what do you have? So, th- so what you should have got, Boris, is uh, <laughs> from Fair State Brewing Cooperative FSB 2019. This is uh, a s'mores-inspired pastry stout with marshmallows, graham crackers, cacao nibs, vanilla, and honey. Isn't the FSB like the successor to the KGB? My guess is it's because it's Fair State Brewing is oh, why okay. it's called that. I, it, it is like... Maybe the most nondescript name for a beer. It's just uh, the it like the initials of the brewery and then the the year it was brewed. But whatever, comes out swinging at thirteen uh, percent. Oh wow! Ooh, lord! Lovely thick milk chocolate head. What um? Give us your notes, and then I have questions. Okay. About how I made this beer. Uh, super aromatic, like uh, some cinnamon maybe and chocolate. Yeah, so you can definitely taste that booze, but that's to be expected. I don't know that without uh, being forewarned that it was supposed to be a s'mores, I would have gotten it, but right. there's definitely a smoky character, a chocolate character, and a lot of sweetness, so I, I feel like you've got kind of a... Between those flavors and telling me it's s'mores, I'm able to think s'mores. Sure. Mm-hmm. Hit him with your questions there, Boris. Yeah, so I was just going to ask, do you think, like, is graham crackers an ingredient, or is that, like, a tasting note that they've gotten based on some other, like, vanilla and, like, the kind of malt they use? It says with, which makes me feel like... So you think someone just, like, pounded a bag of graham crackers and, like, shook it into the, the, the wort? Like, at what step would you add graham crackers to your I w- to your? Brew? I would include it with the rest of the malts. Correct. Because yeah. Yeah. you, you want to extract you the sugars from it. Up and- yeah, yeah. Dissolve I mean, we've definitely done that before. Like, like with Skittles, it was the same thing. You just smash the Skittles up and put them in with the rest of the malts. That's fair. We did that. We did that with the peppers. I will never forget making that like eleven percent hot pepper stout with you. That was just on fucking fire. Yeah, uh, I love that beer, but it was uh, divisive. <laughs> that, was, that was the best beer that I wanted like three sips of, and then no more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like even finishing one bottle of that was like a project for the night. I don't think my beer is going to present such a project. I have, uh, so, well, actually, let me back up. Before we were recording, I cracked my beer and poured it out, and you might have heard me laugh, because what I have here is Hazy Bones by Flying Fish Brewing Company, which describes itself as a 6.3 Hazy India Pale Ale. But I poured it out, and it is it is completely see-through. Yeah. There's no haze here, and so I just had to chuckle. Sounds um, like good news to me. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I don't want to damn it before I've even tasted it, but it's like, 
Come on, it says hazy right there, and it's completely clear. I feel like that's like that's the flip side of a classic fuck up. Is like we tried to make a clear beer, and it came out like hazy. Right. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just amused by this beer already. It's a a dark yellowy, uh, ambery color, lacy head, uh, fairly similar size bubbles. Uh, a whole lot of like pineapple-y tropicalness in the nose. Ooh. I mean, it tastes pretty good. It tastes uh, it tastes like a hazy IPA, even though it's not at all hazy. It's got a uh, a lot of uh, fruity tropical flavors in there, and it's also got that kind of like acidity at the back that I think you get with a lot of hazy IPAs. I mean, it's it's decent, but it's just it just completely threw me off guard at, with how it looked. Uh, but you know, it tastes all right. D- was the finish that of a hazy IPA or that of a standard IPA? Uh, hazy IPA. Interesting. So it was it really was a hazy IPA in all ways, other than the yeah. the most obvious way the literal to portray haze. it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's mm. it's really throwing me for a loop. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's all right. I, you wouldn't like it, Sam. Yeah, because uh, hazy IPAs are all wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, boy, I'm just so bothered by this. Uh, something else that really bothers me comes to us from Vizzer.is. I think the first time we've had this uh, publication on the show. We talk a lot about strange additives, and this might be the strangest. Can you believe my beer has graham cracker in it? <laughs> Well, from Vizzer.is, we've got this article, Icelandic Seasonal Beer from Whale's Testicles. Hell yeah. Okay, Boris. So, I, I don't know how to pronounce this. Do you know how to pronounce this? Brewery? Stology? Uh, oh. I think Sam is our resident Icelandic expert. Uh, it's been a while. I think this would be like Stedji. It's like, got a letter in there that I've never seen before. Yeah, that goofy like, D is pronounced like a TH. It's it's a yeah, it's a D, but it's really religious. <laughs> yes. So it would be like Stevi. Okay, so brewery Stevi will introduce a Thori beer. I don't even know what that is. Uh this beer will be called Valor 2 and it's going to be released uh because they had success with a previous Valor Thori. None of these words mean anything to me, and they don't really need to mean anything to you. The important part here is Valor 2 is going to be made with fucking whale testicles. Quote, the testicles are cured according to an old Icelandic tradition, lightly salted and then smoked. And then they drop one whale testicle into each batch, and Jesus Christ. Apparently, last year's version was made with whale meal which is like flour made from dried, ground-up whale meat. Yeah, if you dry and, anything, you can turn it into flour. Yeah, and uh, the Vesterland Public Health Safety Commission banned sale of the beer. But then, like, the Ministry of Innovation and Ag- and Industries stepped in and was like, no, we got to sell this awesome Icelandic whale meat beer. So they did. And now they've stepped it up a notch, throwing some balls in there, I don't even know, like... So they, thought, they they literally said, D's nuts, though. Yeah. And I just, like, I thought we were basically, A, past, like, eating whales, right? 
Isn't that a thing that most people don't do anymore? And the balls and just everything about this. Just I, help me, you guys. Help me. Yeah, I, I have a point that I feel like will put your mind at ease. Yo, how big is a whale's nut? <laughs> I don't no. Yeah, like well, one of these per batch, like one one testicle per batch. I'm trying to like get a get a sense of whether that's like an overwhelming flavor or like a pinch of salt. Like I have no idea. I think salt is definitely correct. I don't know if it's a pinch though. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, Oof, lightly salted. Um, I just don't know. Yeah, no, I I don't really have words for this. <laughs> like, like would you would I try it? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I feel uh-huh. like I don't know. I I'm not sure I could eat a whale. Like morally, so, morally, take on like just like how I think of every time I hear about someone from Iceland doing something. Uh, just real quick, what does everyone think the population of Iceland is? Three hundred thousand. Yeah, it's super low. It's like yeah, it's like three hundred sixty-two thousand, which is like a big city. Yeah. Like, do you know what the population of like Madison is? Probably more. I don't. I don't know actually, but I would assume more. Uh, it's it's about a hundred k less. So ah. like, look, like at, look at us. We're not even like, in Iceland. Yeah, Madison and surrounding towns is like the population of Iceland. Yeah, like, pretty wild. Happens like this is probably just like everyone's neighbor, and like I bet <laughs> everyone from Iceland like fucking knows this guy, and they're like, oh, that's like Jorgensen, like always just putting weird shit in his beard. <laughs> this time he found whale testicles. It's just so bizarre. I don't know. I think, like, Rocky Mountain Oysters, they're a thing. If somebody made, like, bull testicle beer, I would probably have to try it. But I'm, I am I feel morally weird about eating whales. Yeah, I don't know what... I, like, can't put my finger on the moral distinction that would make me okay with eating whale but not eating dog. Like, I think it's that I love dogs and I don't love whales. But like from an intelligence perspective, whales are smarter than dogs, and I and For I sure. recognize that. I I would I would be more okay with eating a whale than a monkey, and I would be more okay with eating a monkey than a dog. And I you yeah. would eat a monkey over a dog. Monkeys are nature's humans. <laughs> I, I honestly might eat human over a dog. Come to think of it, that's crazy. I need to reassess some things. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? I think it's bad that my reaction was just like, eh, well, but like... You were you were all in. You were a whole hog, Boris. Yeah. Well, I was like, look, the Ministry of Fisheries and Agriculture in Iceland, like, decided it was cool. So, like, someone smarter than me has probably looked at this and been like, yeah, this is, like, fine. Like, There's, the another, quote here. There's another quote here that really bothers me, and I don't know why, but it says, quote, Whale testicles and blubber are removed by the relevant control authority on behalf of the Icelandic Food and Veterinary Authority. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the clinical terms they're using to describe cutting off whale testicles, but that quote really weirds me out. The counter counter thought, I've always used the uh, Icelandic veterinary and whatever you said as my moral <laughs> arbiter in all cases. Ugh. So, okay, so around the horn, Boris, you would try this. Uh, 100%. I I don't know that I would, but it would be a game day decision. Sam, what about you? Definitely would, definitely. Okay. Okay, would you try a plate of, like, whale testicles? Like, no. If that appeared on, on a restaurant table in front of no, you. No, I can, 
I can confidently say no to that one. But the beer thing, because that's like my stupid time-consuming interest, I'd be more likely to violate my moral code for. Right. I'm like trying to think of how far removed from the whale testicles I would have to be. If there was like a chowder and like you didn't know <laughs> which bits were the whale testicle and which bits were just like vegetable and you could just kind of eat a spoonful, would you do it? No. I, I still know. I think I'd have whale steak. Yeah. Or a whale burger. I don't love the idea of eating balls in general. I'd rather drink them. <laughs> you know me, I'm all about slurping balls. That's true. It's true. I can I can confirm. Yeah, we can we got we got a historical record there. <laughs> but yeah, so this is super, super duper weird, and I don't have anything more to say about it. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Alright. Sick. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, Boris, I, I'm sure you do know what's been going on in your life recently. Oh man. What's been going on in my life today was just like some good suburb dad energy. Like I got a bunch <laughs> of stuff around the house done. Yeah. Uh, heat on our first floor wasn't working. So I like took apart a bunch of weird heat valve things and put them back together and it started working and I'm not really sure what was broken, but now it works. So I basically turned it off and turned it back on. Uh, I didn't know that asking you was actually going to make me this sad because I woke up at one and then just got high all day. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's really, he's really bumming me out too. Cause, uh, we, I got a dresser from Ikea like three weeks ago and I still haven't finished putting it together. Yeah. And I'm just now I'm bummed out. Damn it, Boris. Well, let me, um, yeah. So another thing that's been going on is, um, one of my, like a friend of a friend randomly has a plug in the, uh, the Bernie Sanders campaign. Oh. And, um, she got me sort of involved enough to the point where I'll be in New Hampshire for like the four days leading up to the primary. Oh, really? Um, like coordinating look, people who are not going to just stab Elizabeth Warren to death. Yeah. Well, you got to fight your way up there <laughs> through the, the, the Warren, the big structural picket line. It makes, it, it makes me so mad that they had have beef because my thought has been for a long time now i'm if either one of them wins the primary i'll be extremely satisfied and now yeah. now they're mad at each other and i'm like i don't like it when mommy and daddy fight <laughs> right yeah we don't have to to get too deep into the weeds but i i agree that like yeah i'd be i'd be excited to vote for either one yeah, for um, sure. bernie a little more so so i'm gonna campaign for him there you go but yeah so the next couple weekends i'm gonna be like to and from new hampshire and it's weird that we live in a society that puts like arbitrary power in the hands of these random people because of where they live. But I live an hour away, so I figure it's something that I don't know. It just seems like a good opportunity to you live an hour away, so you're gonna seize that power. Actually, influence something, yeah. Yeah. Because my own fucking primary doesn't matter, so. <laughs> For sure, yeah. I mean, I live in Delaware, so, you know. Right. <laughs> Actually, I think like proportionally your your electoral college votes are probably like you have more electoral college votes per person than uh, like California does or something like that. Yeah, but who cares? That's that's a great point. <laughs> this, so, that's funny because I thought I thought well, Boris made a great point and then you told him to shut up and he was like, oh, yes, sir. Yeah, I'd have to uh, no, crunch the numbers on that. No it's... one cares. No one cares about the Electoral College. No one cares about any of this shit. Uh, Can we no, please vaporize the Electoral College? I'm so fucking over it. I do think it's interesting that you'll be going to New Hampshire. So, it, like, day trips, they put you up in hotels, you hit in the streets. What's you up to? 
um, they are not putting me up. So for the primary, I will probably get like the cheapest motel thing I can find. There's sure, like a, sure. there's like an uh, Bernie B and B couch surfing type network oh, okay. as well. So I might try and tap that just to nice. like stay around around the area. But yeah, it's like an hour's drive. That's yeah, not bad. I, I like reached out and like the whole like organizing crew in Massachusetts is. So the Massachusetts primary is like a month after New Hampshire, but like they're just putting all their efforts into New Hampshire because it's worth so much more than any other state's primary, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we're just going to be like coordinating different volunteers who show up to like knock on doors and like sending them out with a route and reporting stuff up the chain. Like you're basically just knocking on doors and then you gather a ton of data. Like, are you the person we think lives here? Are you voting for Bernie or someone else? Right. Uh, some fun things I've found is that most people are pretty nice. Most people also don't want to talk to you. <laughs> and then you just get like a couple people each route who just want to, I think they just want to talk and people love talking about themselves. So you can make them feel really good by just like asking questions. Like, what do you care about? Right. Uh, two distinct people could not remember Elizabeth Warren's name, but said they were voting for her. Um, they referred to her as like the woman from Massachusetts. Uh, They're going to have difficulty because there are no pictures on the ballot. Maybe they'll right. Google it day of. Maybe like they're aware enough. Yeah, I don't know if they like pick it out of a multiple choice test, <laughs> uh, which is what voting is. But I mean, there there are only so many female candidates. So like just judging by the names, they could probably figure it out. <laughs> or, or like it'll probably look familiar even if they couldn't conjure the name. Right. I just I just found it amusing that they because they weren't even like oh you know I'm deciding between these people right. like no I'm voting for um I'm, what's I'm, her name I'm passionately in favor of uh, the one with the right. hair whatever <laughs> like like I wanted to see a yard sign in their yard that said like uh, the woman from Massachusetts I'm with what's her name I'm with her whoa uh, what if that was that whole campaign uh, <laughs> yeah uh, basically everyone said they were like choosing between Warren Sanders and uh, Buttigieg. Like, it's funny, too, because, like, all of New Hampshire is a giant Tulsi Gabbard sign. Like, there are Tulsi signs everywhere. But nobody is actually supporting... Like, there's not a bumper sticker. There's not, like, a T-shirt. There's nothing. Yeah, I don't know what you guys... uh, How much interaction you guys have had with New Hampshire. But from my experience, everybody there is, like, a weird, rich libertarian. More or less, yeah. Like, it has some, like, I don't know. It has some, like, kind of Madison-like cities. Like, there's not, like, high-rises, but there's, like, enough people to make it, like, a real city. And, like, it's a lot of, like, outdoorsy-type people and just real real crunchy, crunchy people. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird mix of just, like, yeah, old, old people, some white people that just don't want to live in society. It's really a strange place to pick to, like, set the course of an election. <laughs> in, yeah, In sure. fairness, I'm a white person that doesn't want to live in society, but this is where I find myself. Yeah, you like are, we said, there's a ton you've of weird... Done a, you've done a bad job, Sam, because you are a smack dab in the center of it. Yeah, I know. It's a fucking bummer. Bummer, bro. Well, that's... I, I Report back, uh, Boris, next time you're on about what your, your adventure in New Hampshire was like. Yeah, I will. Hopefully, uh, with a victory. Let's let's hope. Uh, hopefully, also you don't get snowed out of your duties up there. From wkbw.com, we've got another in our apparent series of odd 2020 giveaways. 
Bush beer will give you rebates for each inch of snow that falls. <laughs> so we talked about like uh, rebates for low alcohol beers and free non-alcohol beers and now Bush Beer has decided that in several cities, uh, Buffalo, New York, Des Moines, Iowa, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Fargo, North Dakota, Omaha, Nebraska, and Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, they will track the snowfall in those cities, and each inch of snow that falls, everybody at least 21 years uh, or older in the state will be eligible for $1 off select Bush products. Cone of Madison, so cowards. If it snows six inches in Green Bay, you will get $6 off select Bush products. That's about what we got this weekend. Yeah. Do they just apply the discount at the store? Like, how does this work? No, it's a uh, rebate because they know that most people won't do it. So I need to, like, cut out the, like, tag of every, like, case of Bush that I buy and then Probably. mail it in at my, like, well, five bucks. I don't know. This is the future. You probably have to, like, take a picture and upload it or something. Right. So right. the thing is, I would agree with you, Tyler, if the whole thing with the rebate was that it was convenient. But the the point of a rebate is to make you feel like you're saving money, but you're not saving money because no one sure. bothers to do the rebate thing. It's not I in their also, best interest to make it easy. I also am curious as to which products this applies to. Because it says select Bush products. Like, is there, like, a shitty Bush? Well, they're all shitty. Is there, like, a real shitty variety that they're trying to push here, and that's, like, the only one you can rebate for? I know Bush has been making their own gravy, so maybe it's that one. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, their beer. I would, I think, buy Bush gravy over Bush beer. Just, like, snow day beer and gravy? I, I, I buy Bush's baked beans. That's the same company, right? Sure is. Also, I don't buy Bush's baked beans. I buy the store brand. <laughs> <laughs> You should, as one should. Like, that's the nice thing about uh, beautiful bean footage is all companies have it. <laughs> beautiful bean footage sounds like a really obscure, like, fetish thing. Oh man, you should be the beautiful bean footage of podcasting. I should have thought of that before. <laughs> uh, write that down for the next intro. Nah, nah, he'll just forget. Should it's I? Okay. Should I ask about what the string cheese incident of podcasting means? Well, it means nothing. They all okay. mean nothing. I, I like yeah. I there it's easy to justify any of them in retrospect. Like see, he's kinda like the string cheese incident of podcasting because the string cheese incident is of all of the bands whose music I've never heard, I hate the most. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I think my only interaction with them was like when I was illegally downloading music when I was like thirteen. On, like, Kazaa and LimeWire and stuff. String Cheese Incident, for some reason, always came up as, like, here, download this, too. And I was just like, no, thank you. <laughs> like, if we're going to steal like, shit, steal this shit. We can't yeah, get rid of it. age 16, I was like, eh, I don't think I need that. I think I'm too much of a grown-up for this band as a, as a human child. I generally don't like bands with, like, weird food titles. Like, there's this other fucking band that i'm sure gross hippies like called leftover salmon and it's like come on what what get out of here i like neutral milk hotel oh that's a weird food title yeah for sure i think they're good i like the butthole surfers that's a food depending on who you ask uh, cake is pretty good Oh, cake yeah, is cake. Pretty good. I guess that's not a weird food title as much as a normal that's pretty food normal title. food title yeah, yes that's good that's all i got 
quick quick poll. Uh, the number one song on uh, uh, for the String Cheese Incident on Spotify. How many how many listens do you think they get? Uh, 69. I have no frame of reference for this. Any number I guess will seem like a joke, so I'll just say 420. <laughs> nice. Uh, so they're at 8 million, which is like almost 9 million, actually, for a song called Sirens, which is like, uh, that's that's decent. Like, I was expecting it to be like not in the millions, like in the hundreds of thousands. I'm trying to think of what's another band that, like, at that time, people cared about, and I haven't heard much about since. How, what, uh, for a frame of reference, tell me, do the same search for Slayer, and what is their top? Oh, uh, Slayer's got to be way above that. Yeah, I would say at least, uh, what's their, like, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor song? Is that Slayer? That's Drowning Pool, fool. Yeah. Drowning Pool, fuck. No, uh, Slayer, Rain- I mean, there's yeah. some classic metal. Slayer's top song, and Raining Blood has uh, almost 77 million streams. Yeah, that makes sense. So about eight times as much as the top string cheese incident. Or, Check sorry. out uh, Alan Parsons' project. Alan Parsons' project. I, I feel like they and the string cheese incident, they're pretty similar. Oh, wait, I, okay. Here we go. Next to Butthole Surfers. <laughs> uh, Alan Parsons' project has uh, 69 million. Wow, yeah. a lot more. Wow, string cheese and get it together i mean they really they have one song called eye in the sky everything else is like not topping 13 million okay i'm done with this now yep new article time no wait sam's lifetime that's what it is Sam's life all right uh, i went to a beer fest this weekend really kind of plugging into boris's review of wisconsin as a state i went to beer and cheese fest this weekend Mm-hmm. where you pay the money up front and they give you a bunch of beer and a bunch of cheese. And it was fun for me. Nice, That's good. Uh, it's always Continue kind of a th- now. It's always kind of <laughs> it's always kind of a thing to get there and like deal with indoor fests. I like strongly prefer outdoor fests, but also it was like 6 degrees when I was there, so better to be indoors. I saw a bunch of people uh who were like dressed up as various things. And that's like a that's like a it's a phenomenon that I don't really understand. I, and a lot of there's a lot of uh, look at me culture at Brewfests, like uh-huh. uh, people holding uh, balloons, and the idea is so if you get separated from your group, you can find the person by finding their balloon. Oh. And you know, people dressed. There's a guy. I think he was supposed to be Bucky the Badger, but he's wearing a Santa hat, and so I thought he was the Noid, and I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> and uh there was someone dressed is timeless avoid the noise <laughs> I, there's there's some there's someone dressed as a shark and i pointed him out i was like hey look that guy's dressed as a shark and then i pointed at these other guys and i was like look at them they're just like pigs and it's because they were cops and no one understood my joke <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, and and and, the, and like even pretzel necklaces, like pretzel necklaces yeah. in general, are a thing that I think is kind of irritating. But friends of the show, Brown and both had pretzel necklaces, but they were just like a bunch of pretzels on a string, as opposed to what some people do, which is you know you have a bunch of string cheese and beef jerky and a all bunch this of string shit. cheese incidents. Yeah, I'll just cut that. Don't worry. Uh, okay, cool. A, a bunch cool. of <laughs> string cheese and slim jims and a bunch of shit, uh, and it's like. You you don't you're I'm sure you will eat most of that, but you didn't bring it because you really wanted to eat it. 
you brought it because you wanted to show everyone how how like what a wild animal you are. And I just I, couldn't I, give I, two fucks. I just think you're irritating. You are. <laughs> What's the biggest item of food you've ever seen on a food necklace at one of these things? A uh, full size soft pretzel. I feel like these are like Bloody Marys, like the the accoutrement next right. is served with the drink is like gonna get more and more ridiculous until people, yeah, just have like a full cheeseburger like strung yeah. through. Yeah, well, that's around. that's yeah. what I was just gonna say. Like, if this is like a big thing and people are showing off, I want to come in with like a whole ham hock, you know, <laughs> like a bike chain through a, like turkey, a turkey leg. Pack. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah, honestly, that would be real funny if you had like yeah if you had it set up you just like pick up your burger and right. like take up and like put it back down and like just stunt on all these fools like oh you look at your slim jim i've got an entire casserole on this thing i mean <laughs> that that is where it's going and, and i mean yeah. to your to your point boris about garnishes on bloody mary's it, it it comes across very peacocky in the same way as that does and i think i think the issue is the upper bound of what you can do with these pretzel necklaces is only limited by your creativity. And the type of people that do this shit uh, have very limited creativity. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. No, it's it's weird to hear that, like, cosplaying is taking over the, the beer fest industry. Well, I will say that I've only been to one beer festival. And when I went, I was dressed up like a character from Red Dead Redemption. Mm. But Which, that's not really my fault. The only reason I went there is because I was helping Becca's stupid friends pour their beer at said beer fest. Was it a specific character from Red Dead Redemption, or just you looked like you belonged in Red Dead Redemption? Uh, so they were their whole beer thing was like video game stuff. So everybody was supposed to dress like they were from a video game, and I did Red Dead Redemption. And Becca was slutty Pac-Man? Yeah, hell yeah. Nice. Miss Pac-Man, insatiable. Ooh, waka waka. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, so I I have participated in that phenomenon, unfortunately. Well, if you can't beat them, join them, I guess. Yes. So uh, I, I so I, I must beat them. <laughs> I think like once a year, there's like a an extreme beer festival in Boston that my friend, one of my friends in particular, is very gung ho about going to. And it has just gotten to the point where it's like it's like eighty or ninety bucks, and every beer there is like nine to twelve percent. Yeah. And the last time I went was like two years ago, and I just, I just got destroyed by like eleven a.m. or so. Like we had been there for like thirty <laughs> minutes, and I was like trashed, and it was like there was two hours left of our time there. Right. And I was between not wanting to waste our time and also not wanting to just like die. Yeah, that's the other thing that happened to me. I was supposed to go and volunteer at some thing for my school, but I got too drunk, so I went to bed. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Speaking of getting too drunk at these things, for the first time, I encountered a beer which was just oh, it was just whiskey. They, they really? Had like a, yeah, they had like a, a corner that was like the cask area, so it was all barrel aged stuff. But one uh, of them, my eye was drawn to the thirty percent sign. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck beer is this? And it was just whiskey. <laughs> but the thing is, a three-ounce pour of beer is like a sample. A three-ounce pour of whiskey is that's two shots of whiskey. Of whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty funny. Um, Sam, not to interrupt your story of this beer fest, but um, I am wondering, have you been keeping track of – do or not keeping track? Do you remember if I've had mystery beer number six yet? I don't think so, but I wouldn't promise you. 
Okay, well, in that case, Boris, here comes our latest and uh, actually the last installment of our latest segment. I found a whole box of beers that Sam and I brewed eight years ago in my closet. Right, 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 right. And I've been drinking them. So now uh, let me rate uh, Hazy Bones. This is the last one. Yeah, and I'll move on to the last one. So Hazy Bones from Flying Fish Brewing Company, 6.3% ABV. It it tasted exactly like a hazy IPA, but it was very clear. So that was bizarre. I thought it tasted pretty good. You know, the ending, the the problem with hazy IPAs, as Sam rightly points out, is the kind of haze, uh, cloud, what am I trying to say? Muddled back of the beer. I I call it the mushy finish. Right. The finish is, is a little muddled, and it's a little high in that kind of, like, flowery acid taste that you get in a lot of hazy IPAs, too. But with that being said, I mean, I would drink it again. So I'm going to give it a, I'm gonna give it a 5.9 and recommend it to anybody who really likes hazy IPAs but hates how you can't see through them. And uh, then I'm going to go get this other beer, so I'll be right back. So, While well, the renter is up. I have a homeownership question for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did something the other day that I thought I would never do, which was a teen came to the door and said, for $15, I'll shovel your walk. And I said, word. Word. <laughs> I just, I, I always kind of just was like, it's not that hard to shovel, and it's like a part of home ownership, and, you know, it's honest work or whatever. But I was also like, but I want to play Fire Emblem all day, and I don't want to go out in the cold. So, yeah, Ruth and I have been talking about whether it's, like, uh, whether we should hire, like, a cleaning service because I feel like I spend, like, several hours a weekend just, like, sweeping the floor and, like, getting all the shit off everything. And I can I can afford it. And, like, I would just feel weird being, like, oh, let me pay you to do something that I can do. But also, like, that's a couple hours that I get back every week. Yeah, uh, my, uh, my friend from high school who has been on the show once or twice – Caitlin spent like 20 minutes of our annual visit at Thanksgiving trying to sell me on hiring a cleaning service. And it was weird. But the thing about my house is how it's such a shithole. Like, I don't even know. Like, I think a cleaning person would come and be like, I don't know where to start. I'm out. Mm. I feel like they've seen worse. Like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they have, but I don't know. I'd be embarrassed. You're, you're like messy, but I feel like you won't leave like, dairy products on the floor for a while or at least three stacks wouldn't let you dairy products on the floor now i just i'm now picturing a quart of milk just <laughs> just like on the carpet and i don't know why someone would do that well I'm, I'm just trying to like i think like i said like i think it would be far from the worst case that a cleaning person has seen yeah so i poured this beer i'm worried i may have already had this it's another dark beer oh and it smells raunch <laughs> What was your method for distinguishing, like, identical or uh, individuals' brews? Well, they had numbers on the caps, but I haven't kept track of which one I've, which ones I've had, because I know I had a couple doubles. I see. But here we go. I do right, distinctly well. remember asking you, how do you know whether it's a six or a nine? So you might have had this before, come to think of it, unless you had a nine, or this is a nine. I guess this will teach Tyler to not forget the bad beer that he's had so that he doesn't repeat his mistakes. Well, not all of the ones that I've uncorked were bad, but this one is. Really? Um, I think I did have this one before. It tastes like prunes. 
and is that, medicine. Is, is that Presidential Porter or was that Creme Fatale? I think this is probably Presidential Porter. Presidential – well, no, because well, the thing about Presidential Porter was you had it before and we were surprised how much you liked it. Wasn't – well – because it was trash when it was fresh, and you were like, I don't know, this is fine. I don't like this. Maybe my tastes have changed. Or it <laughs> so could be that uh, consistency wasn't our specialty, and bottle to <laughs> bottle there's some differences. That's also possibly true. But this tastes like prunes and medicine. Have you opened any of these beers that were, like, passable as beer? Like, if you were served this as, at a bar, you would not send it back? Yes. Okay. Uh, Ain't Afraid of No Ghost Chili Ale was... Weird, but I mean, it's a ghost chili ale, so it has license to be weird. I feel like there's one other one that you were like, Yeah, this is a completely reasonable beer, but I forget Uh, what it was. Yeah, was it? It was a lighter beer. I can't remember which one, though. But uh, most of them have have been bad, but only one has been one of the worst beers I've ever had. All right. So, you know, we're doing okay. Here, they haven't been like just some raunch, like vinegar bacteria shit they've all been definitely they've all been no like recognizably beer but one just tasted like shit (laughs) really the person who should be taking all the credit for the fact that it isn't like completely spoiled garbage with like chunks in it is tyler because we we had kind of a separation of powers as it were and uh tyler was tyler was the head of sanitation san I was going to say sanitation, and then I was trying to change it to sanitization, and I gave up halfway through. But <laughs> Sanitizations are. Yeah, yeah, which is weird because everything else about my life is filthy. Yeah, you're a dirty, crusty individual, but I think it was that me and Easy went to the store to buy ingredients, and you didn't feel like it, so we made you uh, sanitize the equipment by the time we got Correct. back, which you did Correct. do, and did. clearly you did it well enough. I guess so, because I'm not dead yet. All right, well, look at past Tyler doing future Tyler some favors here. <laughs> yeah. The only time he's ever done that. <laughs> past Tyler is an asshole, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so is, is present Tyler. <laughs> a lesson I and everybody else learns frequently and bitterly. <laughs> uh, speaking of bitter, maybe right. some new Pabst offerings will be a little more bitter. Because from InsideHook.com, we've got Pabst Brewing launches new Captain Pabst craft beer brand. So Pabst is known for PBR, which is uh, the uh, flagship beer of people who shred. It's also, you know, it's it's a and it's an adjunct lager, so it's not necessarily what I would call a great beer. But um, they have launched a new uh, standalone craft beer brand called Captain Pabst. It's launched with, I think, just one beer in its portfolio so far, a Seafood IPA. And Sam, it's come out in your neck of the woods. It's Ooh. in Wisconsin and Illinois currently. Well, so Pabst had a different IPA. We've talked about their other IPA before. It was correct, Ballantine or something like that. Sure, Vaseline, some shit. Uh, and I remember being like, "This beer has no right to be as good as it is." Not that it's particularly good, but the fact that Pabst made it and it's like completely serviceable is such a surprise. Well, I don't even think that was part of their craft beer portfolio. It was just a new beer they were putting out. I don't think it was under the Captain Pabst name. So Captain Pabst is like the opposite of what macros are doing. Right. The fact that they're leaning into the fact that this is like a craft beer made by Pabst is interesting as opposed to like, yeah, we own the company that owns the brewery that right. owns the subsidiary that owns like uh, Goose Island or whatever. Yes. 
Um, which is which is kind of a delightful change of pace. Sure. Yeah. Like, don't lie to me. Right. Because I, I mean, it, even though we have talked shit about the Bud Light Copper Lager, that was them being like, "Hey, this is Bud, and this, and we're making craft beer now." Yeah. It's, uh, what do you want? We're doing our best. I would strongly prefer that to like this acquisitions game, and and it yeah, looks the like crafty thing. Yeah, and I would happily try PBR IPA, par- partially just because I'd rather give Pabst money than give AB money, but. I have no faith at all that it'll be good. <laughs> um, well, yeah. What's interesting to me is that it's a four point five percent ABV beer. So this IPA is like about the same ABV as PBR is. Yeah, it's for sure like a session IPA. They should lean into that because that like that's a good that's good for marketing. Sorry, yeah. this beer is less alcoholic. PBR is four point six percent. I didn't know that. That's higher than I would have guessed. I feel That's like funny. there was there was a point in my life where I got thirty racks of PBR specifically because it was like slightly higher than everything else in its <laughs> like category. That's the only reason I support beer Chang over beer Sing. Yeah, though, like honestly, as as I have become an an old person, I find myself seeking out like like I used to dive for the like eight percent IPA when I got anywhere, and now I'm like. You know what? Actually, like, two 4% beers sounds good. Yeah, I mean, I certainly, like, from a taste perspective, I like beers with a little booze in them, but it's very situational. Sometimes I'm like, I can't I can't buy a 7% beer right now. I gotta get something lower than that. Right. Well, as a person who is constantly fighting their body and genetics to stop being <laughs> a fat turd, I would way rather have an 8% beer than two fours. <laughs> that's funny or just some some whiskey and like a bunch of water and it's like eh, the math doesn't the same. have to worry about that because he's a human adonis and i don't have to worry about it because i'm poor no i think the last time i had like i had like two seven percent ipas and then came home on like a friday and this was like after work and i got home at like six and just like fell asleep on the couch yep and yep. then like woke up at 9 p.m and like kind of hung over and it was like Friday night and I was just like, I don't know what to do with myself. So I like went to bed, but I wasn't really tired because I just slept for like three hours. Yeah. I, the answer uh, to this like riddle is clearly to watch Futurama until one in the morning and then go to sleep. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I like having a beer with dinner and then I inevitably fall asleep on the couch and Becca has to wake me up to go to bed. Oh, you're that one? Because I'm, 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 I'm in the opposite side and constantly... I watched Three Stacks about to fall asleep on the couch, and I just yell at her, just go to bed now. Just go to bed now. Please just go to bed now. And she'll be like, no, no, I'm not sleeping. I'm just, I, I just, I'm going to lie here for a bit. And then an hour later, I have to, like, shove her to be like, we're going to bed now. And and sometimes she'll be like, no, I'm just going to hang out a little while longer. And I'm like, don't say hang out, first of all. And then, and then I go to bed, and then she comes up and wakes me up half an hour later coming to bed. And I guess what I'm saying is, which one of you wants to be my marriage therapist? <laughs> uh, no, no, not touching that. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I would try it for sure. But, uh, Sam, I think you're the one who has the best shot at it. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I didn't do anything fun in my life ever. Uh, no, that's not true. But uh, nothing really has been happening with me. So are we ready to rate 
I thought you wanted to do this one other one. Well, okay, so I was going to do it in my own time. Um, this is not really I'm not an article. I'm trying to push you. I'm just, you know. No, I'm not trying to push you. I just brought it up and interrupted your flow. My name's Dario, and I forgot this article. Oh, leave my article probably in my binder. <laughs> um, sorry, Boris. That was tough. <laughs> so this is resilience.beer. I, this isn't an article, but I thought I'd pass it along to folks. Uh, Sierra Nevada, they did the resilience beer for the campfire, and they raised a whole bunch of money. And now that an entire continent ha- is burning, i.e. Australia, they're doing resilience for Australia. So this is just a little thing that we're going to post. And if you're like you know a charitable, inclined person, maybe give it a click and save some koalas. Oh, dang. Also, if you're a char- charitable person... Uh, and you care about adorable creatures, be aware that as of the release of this episode, my parents have recently landed in Australia. And we need to keep them alive. Wait, what? Yeah, is this a poorly timed vacation or what? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. They bought the tickets way before all, what with all the fires. Well, yeah. Okay, well, I hope they're, yeah, I hope they're safe and everything. I think, like, there's still places to go, I assume. That are not just like up in flames. Yeah, yeah. I mean they'll they'll figure it out. But you know, just trying to make some money for a good cause here. You don't have to. Got to put me on blast, Boris. <laughs> uh, sorry, you just threw me off. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no I get. Put him on blast. No, I get it. Uh, we were both being nice, and Boris was like, "Does not compute." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Also, yeah. The day I can't put Sam on blast. <laughs> Right, exactly. The day I stop appearing on this show. It's a hot day in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could make that uh, a thing. Yeah. It, it, uh, it's uh, in poor taste, but you could make it a thing. Uh, yeah, that's why you could make it a thing. <laughs> so uh, I guess I'll go with my semi-rating first. This mystery beer that I opened, even though I like it less than I maybe liked it last time, it's still not the worst beer I've ever had, so... There we go. Boris. Yeah, so I had the Exhibit A Brewing Company's Briefcase Porter, 5.4%. At the end of the day, it's still kind of what I said at the beginning, which is there's not much here. It's really light. Um, It's quite roasty, some like really some chocolate notes, almost burnt notes. I didn't love it. Like nothing's nothing's going to keep me going back for more. I wouldn't like get another one if I were if I were drinking this out, out with friends. Or drinking this out alone, I suppose. I'm going to give it, like, a four. It's not bad. There's just nothing here that, that, like, really excites me about it. I think there are better porters out there. So I gave it a four. I'll recommend – I don't know who to recommend it to. If you understand these weird fucking quotes on the can, I guess this one's for you. So So if you're a real hipster doofus. Oh, that's just a really big cat. Ah, He's huge. Oh. Oh. Oh, look at the chonker. Hello, Hazel. How's the absolute your... evening. How's your evening He's belly going? dancing. All right. Oh, no. Man, your cat lets you do shit that my cats would, like, kill me over. No, he's he's a very tolerant boy. Uh, <laughs> there is. Which is great because I take advantage of that all the time. And I still have a face, so all of that is nice. Uh, Other than well, your face? I probably get hotboxed, like, every day, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam? Yeah. I had FSB 2019. Uh, and this beer is a thought experiment. Uh, 
conjure in your mind a 5% beer, you think this beer, while statistically speaking could be considered average, is much lower than we have on this show. And then and then consider in contrast to that a 9% beer, which is a beer that it's, would be considered high ABV. Uh-huh. And now consider a 13% beer. A beer we would also consider to be high ABV. The thing is, between a 5 and a 9 and a 9 and a 13 is the same uh, differential. But it doesn't have the same jump mentally. Because you're going from a low ABV beer to a high ABV beer to a high ABV beer. Uh, uh-huh. And so the reason I'm talking about all that is how uh, is how I'm... Man, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this beer really kicks. And you, uh, you can taste the booze... But in an amount that I could buy this being 9% as opposed to 13%, mm-hmm. which, yes, so still high ABV, but not um, not whiskey or whatever. It, a lot of sweetness, a lot of uh, smokiness to it that I enjoyed. Not like a Roush beer level of smokiness, but enough that it, like you can tell they're going for like a toasted marshmallow type of a thing. Uh, the thing with marshmallow and honey, which are both ingredients in here, is how... You don't usually actually get those flavors, uh, and like it's no different here. It comes through as sweetness, and that's about it. The graham cracker, I would have loved to have some like breadiness to it, and even the chocolate, which is there, I I feel like should be stronger if they're really trying to conjure s'mores. So I feel like it fails as a s'mores beer, but succeeds as a high grav pastry stout. Uh, so I'll give it an eight out of ten. And I'll recommend this to people who want a high grav pastry stout and don't care whether or not it tastes like s'mores. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, I would try it for sure. Do you know what you're drinking next time? I I do, and I'm a fool because I've mistimed it. Should have had it <laughs> this week because I have the new Dunkin' beer. Ah. They, they, have, uh, they have a pale ale out, uh, which I can only imagine will be worse than their porter. Because, <laughs> because Yeah, I've had that one. Coffee, coffee lends itself to a porter, but does right. not lend itself to a pale. So I think uh, it will pale in comparison. Ugh. Ooh. Oh, God. And now he's dabbing. All right, well, you can't prove it. You can't prove I was dabbing. I'm out. <laughs> now he's just waggling his red dragon around. What is going on? Uh, okay, everybody. If you want to see pictures of sam's yeah that's right becca i'm talking about his penis uh if you want to see pictures of sam's red dragon you can email us at bruce day tuesday podcast at gmail.com you can tweet at us at bruce day tuesday you can comment on links at bruce tuesday.com boris thank you so much for being around uh always a pleasure yeah i noticed the pause there bud (laughs) (laughs) just kidding Uh, everybody else (laughs) everybody else don't the best keep it down we'll see you next week bye Bye. Bye. Comes up here, catch all your tears. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems. Here comes a shot, lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems. This one's on me, fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me, got what you need. And take your medicine, you feel better. Oh no. That's what I like to hear. <laughs>